everyone. And to that uh, piece of shit lieutenant that's always uh, on his podcast, uh, bashing us, fuck him. <laughs>
once once you get caught, you know, yeah. So you, you're good. Oh, well, that's my that. Before you go with the second, one, I just want to say that's my question to Mayor Adams. Please tell us what the first offense is so we could announce on this podcast because I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> They're just gonna throw it out anyway. We 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 we're only focused on major crimes, Eric. You you missed it. We're only focusing on major crimes. This is hurt. This is harming poor people. This is. This is arresting poverty. This is what this is doing. We can't do this. Yeah. The, the, you know, so second point, de-escalation training for retail employees. I actually have a person in mind who I would put in charge of that. His name is Mark Stewart. He's actually the commissioner for community affairs. I think he should be in charge <laughs> of de-escalation training. Mark Stewart, if you have an opportunity to hear this, uh, we did hear you speak at the city council hearing. And uh, apparently, you know exactly what the escalation is, the escalation. So I think he should be in charge of this. So I don't know what that means. I mean, does that mean that we try to talk down someone when they're walking out? Listen, sir, this could be your second offense. You don't want to get in trouble. First time you got a Rolex, but this time you got a toothbrush. You could serve some jail time. I, I don't know. What, what does this mean? I honestly have no idea. And my, my other question <laughs> is, who's doing it? Is the police department doing it? Is Mark Stewart going to go to the retail stores? And do we have like the liaison that works with the with the corporate security? Are they going to train in de-escalation? We still haven't defined what de-escalation is, so I don't know how we're gonna we're gonna define it for security employees because obviously their de-escalation will look different than ours. And again, I think it's just more funneling to not for profits. I feel like they'll be. A not-for-profit that's going to make a lot of money doing de-escalation training. Well, I can tell you, if they do this at 127 Penn, <laughs> Mark Stewart is not going to be there. So you're going to have to get someone else in his place. But this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this de-escalation de de is such a buzzword, but it's so subjective of what de-escalation is. I, I mean, I don't know what de-escalation is for someone in regards to a theft. I mean, back when you and I were cops, if someone stole something in a store, they lost prevention security, brought them into a back room, called the police, and we respond and put them under arrest. So what is the de-escalation part here? Do we let them go and just write their name down, sir? Please don't do this again. If you come back here, we know who you are. I, I, I don't know exactly what this means. I think that, that what I think really what it's rooted in is systemic racism. So they're trying to say that, you know, the, the security guards who are predominantly black and brown, because New York City is now predominantly black and brown. So those security guards, their whole their whole basis of security relates back to slave patrols. So the systematic racism that they're fighting is that it's actually the security guards fault that people are stealing. So they need to be able to de-escalate their actions in order to deter criminals from stealing. Same way like where their cops are systemically racist. So if we know how to de-escalate, people won't commit crime. Makes sense. Well, that, absolutely. <laughs> in that case, you know what, Mark Stewart, this is probably not the job for you. I think we should get <laughs> we should just get one of those robots. <laughs> get the get the, the, the dog robot. To stand in there and he'll talk to the person on their way out. Listen, and maybe there's a scanner that goes off from the robot to let, him, let the robot know that the, these items are stolen. And then the robot maybe just sends him a message, be advised. The mayor's crackdown shoplifting uh, shoplifting order is, is, is in effect. Uh, you will be advised that uh, 
if you're first, if it's not your first offense, you're going to be, I don't know, facing uh, potential community service. Maybe they'll team up with Cardi B and go to the police academy and and give speeches to explorers. I don't know. It's I, it, honestly, I, I, I really, I don't even have the words. Like, what, like, what, what, what is the issue with security guards that they need to learn the escalation training? Have we seen any incidents? where security guards are beating up shoplifters. I haven't seen one. Like what, what's the need for the de-escalation training? Like, I don't know. This is very convoluted to me. And, and again, I just think it goes back to what you're saying. It's just about services. It's another way for, for different businesses out there to make money through services. That's all this is. Yeah. It's at, it's absolute garbage nonsense. <laughs> all right, let's go to, let's go to three. Let's see if it gets better. <laughs> The third part of this plan is establish neighborhood retail watch groups <laughs> to share theft info in real time with one another and the NYPD. <laughs> I have no idea what that. <laughs> so establish neighborhood retail watch groups. I mean, apparently, it, it, in my interpretation, that is is private security groups. This is just a way for private security groups to make money. Uh, I don't know if 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 the mayor has any uh, any financial gain or any political benefit for this. Maybe maybe he'll support these security companies. They'll get contracts and then they'll help him get endorsed and reelected for a second term. I mean, that's all. Like established neighborhood retail watch groups to share theft in real time with one another and the NYPD. So the security, these private security companies are going to uh, work with the NYPD to stop the theft when. First offenders are, and if there's no bail, and first offenders are not getting charged, and I mean we don't even know what a first offender is; it hasn't been established yet. Well, I'm sure one of his friends now is going to get a deputy commissioner spot, two hundred forty thousand dollars a year to be in charge of the retail watch groups. He's going to be the deputy commissioner of the retail watch groups, and he might even put implement the options program too that has options. So he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be in charge of this. But to me, it, oh, what are these retail watch groups? Are they paid or are they unpaid? Has anyone asked the question? Has anyone in the media in New York City asked, is this a paid watch group or an unpaid watch group? And now what type of communication platform are they going to be going back and forth with the NYPD on? I mean, this is more garbage. Again, this sounds like to me, sounds again like to me, it's funneling money to not-for-profits. It just sounds it again. Just yeah, sounds, I, has nothing to do with keeping retail theft down. Well, well, obviously we know right now that the shoplifting is a huge problem in New York City. So if there is some type of cohesion between the NYPD and these watch groups, these pri basically that's private security companies, we're going to have to have these private securities show up to ComStat and talk about the major shoplifting and the theft issues in each precinct and have them come in and speak on their, their strategic plan along with the NYPD of what's going on in real time. Right? Hey, Alliance or whatever security company decides to work with the NYPD, what's your plan? What's your plan to stop these thefts? Well, I mean, the Deputy Commissioner of Public Safety uh, founded a company that actually has the MTA contract, a security company. So, you know, it's it's funny. He might actually get that, and then he'll he'll be overseeing his own company in 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 a public capacity and pay them at the same time. It actually makes you know, it's it's good. It's, it you know, that's I'm starting to see a clearer vision of what of what the shoplifting plan is. Has nothing to do with actually stopping shoplifting, but I'm really excited about the next point. <laughs> well, let me give it to you. Then. 
We're going to install kiosks in store, in stores to connect would-be thieves with social service programs. <laughs> Do I even have to comment on that? <laughs> really? You don't think kiosks will prevent shoplifting? <laughs> Again, I think this that kind of goes back to we might as well have it said the security guard. Just have the robot. The robot will advise you of, of what the charges potentially could be. And then on your way out, the robot directs you to the kiosk and it can help you out of to stop stop you from this disease of uh, of being a klepto, uh, you know, and, and provide other services. Again, this is all about these services for not not for private organizations or different organizations to make money, obviously to endorse the mayors for his next election. This is again, John. You say it all the time. Follow the money. That's that's why I think this is follow the money. Think about it. I mean, he's installing kiosks in stores. That means the city of New York is. So we're going into a store. We're gonna pay to get internet, electricity, cable. Run to this kiosk. Who's installing that kiosk? Who's getting who's getting the contract to install the kiosk? Which kiosks are we using? Who's getting paid for that? Who's creating the software on this on this for this for the kiosk kiosk that's going to be in there that's going to connect you with these services and again what services are there oh i know more not-for-profit services where there's no metrics for success we claim they're successful and we don't know anything that happens with them other than we give them 30 40 million dollars a year of our money yeah so it's almost like we're double dipping as far as a loss goes so we're losing the retail stores are losing money because the shoplifters are removing items from this store and there's no consequence for the there's no consequence, there's no retribution for the items that they stole. And then in addition to that, we're gonna stall these kiosks, which need exactly what you said, all these different services. So we're losing money on both ends. We'll burn the candle on both ends. Who benefits? I don't know. So the whole crackdown on shoplifting plan, what do you think about it? Overview. Oh, it's it's pretty impressive. I, I, it's it's impressive. <laughs> if I if if my name rhymed with with uh, banks, and and I had a security company, this would be great. I mean, honestly, follow the money. And and if I'm reading this right now, and and I, we know the history of the mayor and and his friendships and and who's he selected to be in charge. I think this benefits his, his his circle. I mean, who else benefits by this? I mean, I th I just think it just shows how dumb that he thinks New York City residents are. He's so stupid that he believes that he could put this out to you, and you're so dumb you're going to eat it and be like, oh yeah, this is going to stop shoplifting. This is going to do absolutely nothing, in my opinion. You're going to see more businesses close in New York City. You're going to see more mom and pop shops go out. Business is becoming it's it's becoming unviable to maintain in New York City, paying all these taxes and and retail theft. There's not the the mayor's a complete incompetent idiot. All he's doing is blaming your security guards for for the fact that things are getting stolen. He's blaming the security guards for that. He's blaming the cops for the crime rising, and he's all he has his plan is to funnel money to not for profits. That's all it sounds like to me. I mean, I will say this. I'll definitely say that there are people that suffer from the disease of, of being a klepto. Like, you know, we've seen that with Winona Ryder. I mean, she's a very successful, wealthy actress, and she would go into stores and steal just for the thrill of it. 
But that's not what this is. This is just people that are taken up on the opportunity. That's exactly what this is. Law enforcement professionals dedicate their lives to serving and protecting our community. But who's protecting their financial futures? That's where Laidlaw Blue comes in. Our wealth management platform is specifically designed for the law enforcement community. Laidlaw Blue is a division within Laidlaw Wealth Management run by retired New York City detective John McDermott. His status as a retired detective uniquely positions him to establish a deep connection between Laidlaw Blue and the law enforcement community. Our platform is easy to use and provides a range of financial services, including investment management, retirement planning, and insurance solutions. With Laidlaw Blue, you can secure your financial future and provide for your loved ones. Our team of experienced financial advisors understands the unique challenges and opportunities that law enforcement professionals face. We're here to help you navigate the complexities of financial planning and achieve your goals. Laidlaw Blue, secure your financial future today. Book a meeting using the QR code displayed or call us directly on 888-901-BLUE. That's 888-901-BLUE. Well, you heard it here on New York's Finance Return Unfiltered Podcast. The mayor's crackdown on shoplifting plan for New York City. John, is this plan a success or is this plan going to be an epic fail? Epic, disastrous fail. Shoplifting will continue to increase in New York City. Finance Unfiltered, 265 Police Live. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Look forward. Our next episode, we'll be talking about the disciplinary matrix affecting the NYPD. Thank you, everyone.